coming up on Just Elders Podcast. Well, one of y'all a first time listener. I am. Not, I'm not a first time listener. That was Why one you had to call me one out? Of y'all, time? One of y'all. Because... So, uh, a lot of black girl stuff. Yeah, a lot. Okay. <laughs> a lot. A lot. Right. We're in a safe space. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a protected insection. Okay. <laughs> oh, he's been <laughs> so talk to us. Monument to me. What is it? How did it start? Go to the name, all of this. Like and say there are a million ways you can show up and exist as a black woman. How many different ways can we show on the podcast? Is there a way you can't show up as a black woman? Like I watched Bernie Sanders skits. Uh, not Mac. Bernie Sanders, Bernie Mac. Bernie oh, what the fuck I did that? I, what I fought Kaepernick for, Kaepernick did not understand that this now became bigger than you. Bigger than him. It, yeah. I feel like that every time. Like, what am I going back to? Let me ask you this. What, what has been the uh, most disappointing part of Atlanta? Like, you heard all this about Atlanta, you got here, and you're like, the dating? That's not it. <laughs> <laughs> He's tapped in. Just know, although you created for women, it is of impact to men. Ready? Born ready. On stage, rocking out, stir crazy. Coco Flora 1980. It's Wednesday. Welcome to the Just Shows Podcast. We're about to vibe today. I got a lot of good energy in the studio. Hey, hey, see that. See that shit. See that shit. Hey, you don't think, but I feel it's all you. See, you don't gotta, you gotta see Beyonce. You gotta feel Beyonce. Hey, hey, what an energy, energy. Yes, y'all ready for the tour? Energy, energy. Get your points together. Yes, together. If you are not on YouTube, you are missing out. I got some beautiful queens in the building. Let's go. We're going to do it just like this. What's up, family? It's your boy, Elders. You are tuned into the Just Elders podcast, the hottest podcast to ever hit the airways. I am super excited because we are about to record the greatest episode we have ever recorded. I say it every time, and I mean it every single time. Big round of applause for everybody that tuned in to last week's episode. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much. We love the love. We love the support, the DMs. Keep it coming. Keep that energy up. Uh, today I'm gonna jump right into it. Y'all know we do what we call the Just Series, where we interview people that are just dope, that are just cool, and they're just doing their thing. Um, without further ado, I'm super excited for the first time on the podcast, first time uh listeners, first time talkers. <laughs> well, one of y'all are first time listeners. I am. Not, I'm not a first time listener. That was Why one, you of one of y'all. One of y'all. Because I wanted the people listening to know. She did her homework. <laughs> She did her homework. You did. Yeah, I'm coming in blind. All right. <laughs> um, these young ladies are beautiful. These young ladies are intelligent, uh, intuitive, uh, uh, amazing perspective. I spent a lot of time this last week just listening to y'all. You know what I'm saying? Watching you. Yeah, you know, I did. Mean, we, we went down a, a rabbit hole. So uh, a lot of black girl stuff. Yeah, a lot. Okay. A lot. A lot. So. Uh, I'm excited about this. I'm, I'm looking forward to having a really good conversation. I will tell you, we always say this disclaimer, but when women come on, I want to let y'all know, y'all represent all the women in the world today. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations. Congratulations. So without further ado, please give a round of applause for 
the host, co-host of the Monument to Me podcast, original podcast from the Revolt Network. Give it up for the beautiful Akila and Ty. What's up, ladies? Listen, what is not up? I feel like this has been a whirlwind doing monuments to me and having to now join you guys, having this male energy. Because usually on monuments to me, it's nothing but but women, at least on the screen and doing the recording. So it's it's cool to see this perspective. We're on it. We're on it. And I see that. Y'all got a lot of women in the show. But you know what? I grew up with, I got four sisters. I'm a mama's boy. So, you know, I'm at home right now. All right. All right. We're in a safe space. Yeah, yeah. A protected in safe. Okay. <laughs> oh, he's been listening. <laughs> he knows the tagline. We tapped in. So, um, man, let's just jump right into it. Uh, monument to me. Um, I will say this. There's a sentiment online right now, and you hear people. Oh my god, I'm tired of podcasters. Like you know, because it's like now podcasting is the new rapper. Everybody want to do it. Everybody got one. What I can't appreciate about y'all podcast, it wasn't the same energy that we're hearing out here. Most people get on a podcast and they want to say the freakiest thing they done did or the wildest breakup story. It's all relationship. It's, it's some toxic shit. Let's just be real. And I used to resent when people said it because I see people like, man, I'm tired of podcasts. I used to resent it because I'm a podcast, but then I get it. But what they don't realize, that's not podcasting. You know what I'm saying? That's for uh, who got a mic talking shit. Y'all are potting. And I just want to say I appreciate the tone. You know what I'm saying? The different tone that y'all bring to this landscape. So talk to us. Monument to me. What is it? How did it start? Go to the name. All of that stuff. Nice, nice. Ty, take it away. (laughs) Well, we wanted to create a space for Black women to, one, share their amazing stories. Um, inspire each other, talk about topics that were specifically relevant to Black women. And we wanted to do it in a way where it wasn't so sad and about trauma. Because sometimes when you focus on topics relevant to Black women... It's trauma. It can, and there's a lot of trauma. And we don't want to ignore it, but we didn't want to only harp on it. So it's like creating that balance. And, you know, I always tell people this. I describe myself as a nerd, like, from the beginning. Like, I claim it. So I needed to come from like an academic perspective. Like I want it to be informative and entertaining at the same time. So no matter what we're talking about, even if it's dating and relationships, there is going to be like an intellectual exercise that I try to bring to it. Mm -hmm. Um, And we've had some amazing people on. Just absolutely amazing. And I think it's a perfect balance having a co-host like Akila, like high energy, I tell her she's like the cool younger sister (laughs) before the podcast. I'm like, what's going on in the world today? Like, (laughs) so we, we've both been doing this and it's been a lot of fun. Did y'all know each other before y'all started this podcast? No, I think the first time we connected really was probably a day before we did our first run through a day or week within the week of us doing our first run through. So it's crazy how it just all really worked together because sometimes Yes, we have different personalities, but we have a lot of commonalities. It's crazy. Like, you know, obviously both from New York, like, um, opposite That was ends. my rule, though. That was the thing. That was your rule? I was only going to work with a New Yorker. Okay. What part of New York we're from? I feel like yeah, you should guess, right? Like, I'm from the Bronx, so uptown. I'm <laughs> and, from Brooklyn. And she's from Brooklyn. Exactly. Man, both of y'all don't lost y'all accent. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just going to be real. Y'all been, y'all been away from home. I know. Y'all been away from home. But you know what's crazy? 
Do New so Yorkers I'm, have accents like we that? Kinda yes, do. Yes, we kind of do. We kind of do. Facts, That's a lot of New Yorkers <laughs> in Atlanta. You can yeah, tell by the accent. Definitely could tell from um, in Atlanta for sure. I mean, my brother is like, they their accent is definitely thick. But for me, like, you know, being first generation, like, in the home, it was very much Patois, so very Jamaican, but also mm-hmm. New York. So And also, like, no, this is how you say what you're supposed to say. So it was always sort of like, which accent do I take up? So you <laughs> And then, right. And then I, and then I sort of like did my own thing, like, you know, going to school and. Do you know what I find with accents? Mm-hmm. Sometimes when I leave New York, people think I'm West Indian because I think there's a general yes. Caribbean accent that almost all New Yorkers have. For like sure. black New Yorkers. You kind of adopt it depending on the borough you're in. So, yeah. and I can speak to this. My pop is from Brooklyn. Okay. So best I do a die. My aunt literally. <laughs> I'm from. <laughs> I went, I went to, uh, Harlem every summer. You wow. know what I'm saying? So most city people came down to the South for the summer. Yes. I got sent up to the North. <laughs> so Harlem, Convent Avenue, used nice. to hustle, but, uh, okay. belts on 125th and Lenox. I used yeah. to live yeah. on 120, <laughs> near 125th. Yeah. So, okay. so like, hey, like, I'm a country boy that walk fast. Right. You know <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Y'all walk That's fast. Yeah. You, you learn that shit when you get Definitely out there. Definitely learn that. You learn a lot. And so for me too, even sometimes when I go back to New York, I'm like, oh wait, no, I got to get back on it like I need to be a little more I feel like I'm alert but when I'm in New York I'm, I recognize that I've been other places <laughs> you know like you just have to kind of get back in the groove of things and I feel like Monty, going back to Monuments to Me like you asked about the name for us we were trying to decide on the name like shout out to Darius as well who's like kind of the how would you call him not only the producer but kind of one of those guys who really just put this on his back it's really his baby in a sense. Um, yeah, he was him. excited about this show. Yeah, really excited about that show, this show, to have a man who's really just gets it, who knows when to step in and really when to step out of the way. And with this show, the name in and of itself is kind of like what we're doing. And I think what the difference is in the podcast space, it's like about how do we just attribute to the full fullness of Black women um, without being corny about it, without being like, you know, professory about it and without just being like just out of touch right so we bring people in that we feel like really can own their spaces and really gives us room to really ask the questions get deep like bring our own perspectives in there too so it's like it's really a dope conversation every day it's kind of therapeutic (laughs) it's been over the last couple weeks it's been super like yes i've learned a lot sometimes you'll be like i'm asking for a friend right but you really asking for yourself (laughs) And the other thing that I think oh, he said, that shit is <laughs> yeah. real. That's podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Podcast. It's like, why are you here? Okay, let's get. Because <laughs> I'm about to ask some questions with some friends. Exactly. Too. <laughs> but keep and going. we also recognize there's no one type of black woman. Like, I think so often there's like these four boxes people try to fit black women in. There's, you know, you name it the mammy, angry, there's sassy, baddie. there's angry. <laughs> then there's like, you know, the Michelle Obama strong black right. woman. And so we just Bougie. want to throw that all out the window. Like, and say, there are a million ways you can show up and exist as a black woman. How many different ways can we show on the podcast? Is there a way you can't show up as a black woman? I'm Candace Owens. Let's get there. Even that. So I thought that name, but I make a point. Not to say that name out loud. Like she just like, what but is she, she a black, she a black woman? No. That she can show she, up in her woman. fullness as long. I think what it is though, sometimes within our community, you do something that's outside the stereotypical norms and then they think you're faking the funk, right? That's probably who she really is. And that doesn't make her any more or less black than the next. It makes you a little bit more like 
are you a black that I need to teach? Are you mm. black that's still, you know, in the vibe? Or do you do you truly get it? And probably she doesn't. That's just her interpretation of her black experience. I'm like, let her live, right? Let if you live. haven't figured it out already, <laughs> Akilah's the nice one. <laughs> because when you tell me that name it's like i don't even spend time debating it because we thought about again how do we represent many different ways you can show up as a black woman and what do we want to give space and airtime and a forum to Mm -hmm. because the more things you give space and airtime to you give it credibility so i just refuse to give certain people headspace airtime credibility and credibility i feel that for the most part Mm -hmm. but i do think they're the same us that are so quick to say we shouldn't be silenced, we shouldn't be marginalized, we shouldn't be a monolith, we should not be then taking it upon ourselves to say which voices should not be silenced, the monolith, whatever else. So the ones there, that are harmful. The ones that are harmful. Is there, <laughs> is there a is there a do we know of a black woman Republican that Besides, de- right. that deserves a platform? Because if we're just gonna be real by nature. Us as a people, we are ne- we are conservative people. Condoleezza Overall. Rice. I was about to say Condoleezza. And I was going to say, I don't sure. think that um, she should be representative of black conservatives or black Republicans. She's on some, she's like, on especially day. after no, the too. fashion show. She's on something else. Omarosa. Omarosa's touchy, too. She's borderline, I got to say. She's borderline in terms on. of the same sort of reason somebody would say a Candace Owens don't deserve a mic. Like... You know, then that could be the same I reason. would have, um, I, if, if this, if I had the opportunity to have a meal or brunch with Amorosa, I would take it. Why would you take it for her, but not Candace? I wouldn't even put those two in the same sentence. Not, I'm actually yeah. sitting here mad. We still talking about her. <laughs> Amorosa is a different, I think she's just How? a conservative. How she's, though? I, I've seen, I've seen interviews and some spaces with Amorosa where she still knows that she's black and is for not sure. trying to be anti. Doesn't she work Candace, at Howard? Yeah. Oh, Candace is know. like, Amorosa literally up, has a job at Howard. Yeah, <laughs> Candace is just straight up just anti. Like just for no reason. Somewhere, you know, a uh, broken clock, what they say is, is right twice right a day. Twice. But outside of that, she's just completely she's just anti. Like, and I uh, wonder if at some point also attention is addictive. Yes. Oh yeah, for sure. Yes. For sure. And that's at the point I think we're at with a yeah, lot of people. For sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Valid. Valid. So all right. I'm just gonna say, do I want to go there? Yeah, let's go there. So <laughs> all right. So we said we're not giving her a platform. We don't want to give her but a platform. We have for the last five minutes. <laughs> yeah, your podcast. And, 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 and we're not on her. You know what I'm saying? Fuck her. You know what I'm saying? So, boom. <laughs> All right, go on her. But why don't we give her a platform? This I just want to get to the root of why. Other than the, you know, is it the are the characteristics because it's hurtful? You know what I'm saying? Or I just want to hear the characteristics yeah. of it. And then how many of those characteristics apply on the other side of popular black women that we do give a platform? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's where it kind of gets. Funny for me because I'm a like I'm a on cold guy. I'm yeah. like shit. We on cold. Fuck her. We ain't doing it. Right. But let's line this up. Like who else ain't on cold that we got to get up out of here? You know yeah. what I'm saying? And we're not just talking about women. We are talking about men too. You know what I'm saying? All of that good stuff. So that I was just asking, what are the characteristics? There's, that is a honestly a beautiful question. Like, do we hold everyone to the same high standard to say if you are promoting something that is harmful to black women or harmful? Period. Black people, right. Mm-hmm. Listen, I'm not, it's not a secret. I rep for black women. <laughs> uh, <laughs> unapologetically, right. this is Man, the black woman episode. And our podcast, I think it's worth explaining. Um, the reason why it's, I think it's so important like I, to, for me to say I rep for black women, I love black women, is because I think 
there are so many spaces that are like, oh, it's for black people or it's for women of color. And I think sometimes our voices get lost. All the time. So I just wanted to be clear, like, this is who I am. And and I think, why is she harmful? Because there are conservative policies, uh, racist policies, and sexist policies Mm -hmm. that our country has wholeheartedly embraced. Mm -hmm. And she supports them. And supports the people who continue to maintain them. Even if she, as a, a person, will not necessarily reap the benefits. Outside of saying that so she, her name is... She, yeah, yeah, she's going against her own... If you really dial it back. And I yeah. think you can be at a particular place of privilege where some of those policies do not affect your day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. But what I'm thinking about supporting Black women as a collective, I think beyond just... Yourself. Myself. And, right. and I don't know that she... And I actually honestly don't know enough about all the things that go through her head. Like, I don't know. I'm not going to read her mind. But, you know, some of these really conservative policies that Republicans have that actually are harmful across the board, but disproportionately harmful to black women is what I feel like she helps uphold. Okay. So she is upholding the white supremacy um, platforms. Absolutely. Yeah. She doesn't have that much power in my book, but I do think... She does clearly support it, and and then it's more so. When do they want to play play with her in a sense, <laughs> or they play each yeah. other to say when do we want to use this in order to popularize our agenda? But as a whole, I wouldn't give her even that much power to say she's the one uplifting these policies or whatever. She is just strict, strictly using her voice in the way that she wants to, and everyone has the right to do that. I, I think mm-hmm. about that a lot. Like, yeah. does she, what is the power that someone has? And I yeah. think in our world where like content is king, mm-hmm. um, popularity is currency, her spectacle holds with it like a lot of weight. It even, it distracts people from even talking about the real issues. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which is why it's still funny. We have a minute 12 of her, but you know. And we move on. We move on. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, even yeah. just a spectacle of her and, or she can allow Republicans to say like, oh, but there's this one. Cause I don't, and I don't mean Republicans. I mean a certain kind of conservative, mm-hmm. um, Racist Republican. And I'm not trying to, even, I'm not even, in this, I'm not trying to give a platform. In this, I'm just more so speaking to the root of why not to give her a platform. Cause sometimes people just like, oh, we don't like her. Why we don't like her? Right. Some people are gonna ask the questions, why is that important not to give her a platform? So I'm just going. Yeah, that's to, yeah. It was yeah. a beautiful question. Yeah, I mean, cause it's two sides to both of the coins. It's like, you know, people will say that and stomp for that on her side, but I mean, the other side is not like they're just, like wow. uplifting and heralding, yeah, yeah. like they do the same. It's like the same thing. Is just they show it differently, yeah. you know. So like, no, she don't need a platform. But the other side, they definitely get platforms, and they shouldn't get them either. Mm-hmm. You know, like what what does a black woman really need? Right. You know, and I don't think either party say is that serving. question again. What does a black woman really need? Like, I don't think either side is serving that. Man, we got so many questions about black women today. <laughs> we do. I, I don't they know do. if y'all know this. Like, like, like we are. Let's you know, go there. What's so next? That's one. You yeah. know, the other one, I love your tagline. This is a pro- protected space uh, for black women. I love that. Keyword protected, right? And one of the biggest things we hear online is black men should protect black women. And I can be real. That translates differently on so many levels for so many men. Mm-hmm. What does protection really look like? I want to first say when it comes to that, because 
Yeah, I'll be online too and definitely have seen it um, and spoken to some of my black friends, my um, black male friends, I should say, my black brothers. And overall, a lot of the consensus is kind of like, we do. Like, why is that even a, I feel like if anything, it's really targeting us to make it seem, us being the black men, um, to make it seem as though we're not around, as though we don't care, as though we're, you know, we're not supporting you. And on some ways I can say, I can see the truth in that message. Sometimes again, words are powerful. Platforms are powerful. If you're consistently driving a message home that black men aren't doing enough, then what are those black men supposed to feel other than, okay, am I enough? Am I doing enough? Am I caring? Should I do even more? Should I just give up? Um, So on one end, I'm like, is that really even a, a true message, a true statement? Are black men showing up for us? I feel like a lot of black men in my life do show up for me. Um, I think that show up in that protection for me means support. It means if something is happening for me, I know I can call you just as much as I feel like I can call my black female girlfriends. Um, It means just kind of like when you're in different spaces, I'll go to dating, Um, you know, choose a black woman when you can. And if you want love is love, but oftentimes that doesn't mean automatically just, you know, see a black woman as equally as beautiful as valuable, but also that means just, when it comes to the workspace, stick up for her, you know, make sure that she knows what that pay gap is around because black women are paid less than black men even who are then paid less than X, X, Y, Z. So it's like probably share, share the wealth a little bit. It means just making space in a lot of ways that that has been the case for me, but I know it could be that much better for black women everywhere. You know, well, that did. is honestly a tough question because I don't think there's I could sit here and give an answer and then go home and think about it and think about think about 10 more things yeah but you hear the phrase love is a verb mm-hmm. I think support and protection is a verb so mm-hmm. it's not about what's in your heart I do think I experience a lot of black men who love black women raised by, you know were raised by black women date black women and I think they're referring to the intention they have and the thoughts in their head but I'm talking about action. Mm-hmm. So pol- I think of things through a very political lens. So when I think about policies that will benefit and make the lives of Black women easier, are you showing up and being as loud about them as you are about other things? So, I mean, I went to a, um, a Roe v. Wade ra- rally. One, it was just mostly women. And two, there were a lot of Black men. Like, what if you were just as loud about this? But generally, Black men are statistically not allowed about politics anyway. Well, so supporting and protecting black women would mean that would have to change. change. Okay. So through legislation, (laughs) particularly because yes, if that's the case too, I don't know for sure, but we all saw in 2020, how many black men were ready to rally, you know, for, for police injustices, which was very crucial and it was necessary, but you know when to stand up. So, so, yeah. and you know how to. So, if that's something that was easy enough to do then and necessary enough to do then, I'm not saying it wasn't, then that should be across the board. And I think showing up, I mean, voting is just one, one part of the equation of civic engagement. Mm-hmm. I could go down the list of policies. So, Kayla, you brought up pay, pay gaps and sharing information and sharing access. Mm-hmm. Um, I think about like, family health leave, maternal mortality, even just educating yourself on what issues disproportionately affect black women. Mm -hmm. So in our show, we talk about, again, issues that disproportionately affect black women. And I think so many men think, okay, that's like women's talk. Yeah. Like, like men think like I shouldn't, they don't have to know about fibroids. Mm -hmm. I'm like, 
Well, it's it's one of I think it's I think it's a deep level, right? Because hell, men don't even go check on themselves. So how the hell am I protect you? And but it's 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 psychology around that as well. It's you know what I'm saying. So there's a lot of healing that men don't even really haven't done, don't get to do, and that's why I don't feel like a lot of men are showing up like the way they're supposed to. Like how can I love? How can I love if I ain't even learned how to love myself yet? Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I get that. And see, on our podcast, Eldridge is the nice one. Because mm-hmm. what I would say is for black women, it's twofold, right? One side of it is, will you even listen? You know, I don't know if you heard the analogy about like secret service and protection. No, no. What's that? So the analogy goes, you know, you're the president and you're the leader of the free world. They're but most the only, powerful you're the most powerful person. But the only way the secret service can protect you is if you listen to them. So when mm-hmm. they say, hey, president wait on the porch let us clear no 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 i'm the president i'm in pop you know what i'm saying so then as a black man it might be something little that i might try to give a direction on and you might talk bad whatever and he won't say nothing okay cool that's her attitude but when it's time for some protection immediately in his mind he's like damn i can't protect her because i might tell her just come with me real quick and we're talking instead of moving i give an example to that i give an example to that I don't know if y'all seen recently here in Atlanta where the couple got caught in the park and um, the police officer caught them in the park. And um, he literally like, you ain't supposed to be in the park at night. You supposed to be gone. Let me get your IDs, check their IDs. It was good. I mean, he was giving them a ticket. So he brought the man over. He said, sign this ticket. The guy signed it immediately. And then he brought the woman over. She was like, what's your badge number? Oh, I didn't know that was the re- I saw the clip at that point. What's so, your badge so the, number? So yeah. APD released a whole video. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they they re- the phone, the clip that you saw was his because it, it was no reason to record before. Right. But once once they started getting into it, that's when she started he started recording. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like they edited it and tried to show it out. Yeah. APD released the whole thing. So the dude signed his ticket. No argument at all. Oh, girl. No, no, no. no. Be clear. The dude went to sign the ticket. He didn't want to sign at first. Yeah, yeah. Police officer, he said, do I have to sign? The officer said, look, if you don't sign, I have to take you down. That's right. just how it goes. Yeah. So just sign the ticket. He signed the she ticket. He signed the ticket. Mm-hmm. So she can't, what's your badge number? Yeah. I'm not signing it. I'm not doing this. Ready to go. So at some point. Well, she, well, then the police says the same thing to her. Look, just sign the ticket. Mm-hmm. Or you're going to jail. Yeah. You're going to jail. Mm-hmm. Now, at that point, that's where protection comes in. Because as the man, I would have just said, hey, Sean, just sign this ticket. Cause we did and you would have argued in the car or whatever. Don't do that. Right. But sign this ticket because they will take you. Right. Like, they will take you. And seeing what I did too. Like if I did. Like, and yeah, yeah. And I signed no, it first. And I right. can see if I didn't sign it first mm-hmm. or something. But I signed it first. Now, now look, I, I said this. I like, cause we did a whole breakdown on this video. For them even getting a ticket is a prime example of over policing. I was Let's, going there too. But. It's it's a sign of over policing. But it didn't but only applied to but, black people. But look, but check period. this out though. But check this out. It's the system working the way it's supposed to work. So we know that. So it's our job to get our ass home. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. you know that. We know this is what it's That's for. not the place to fight. If that if you are gonna fight it, even though the courts we could that could be a whole other conversation. But at least with that situation, Get yourself to a place where you know you're gonna be okay. Right. Like, you know, you, y'all were out of town. Y'all didn't know. It's that. night. It's just his word against yours. Like, so then that's a level of protection because right. who knows? Maybe there was an encounter before where he tried to say something. Mm-hmm. She don't listen, so he didn't say nothing. I think what I'm hearing you say though is talking about protection very literally in terms of physical safety. 
No, 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 no. I'm talking about protection in in action as in a verb, because it could be anything that you refer to as well. But what I'm saying is another example. You're saying the Roe v. Wade thing. Cool. I've heard black men come up with strategies and say, don't vote for nobody then. Until they meet your needs, don't vote. And then I heard black women push back on me like, nah, we got to vote now because if we don't vote, but they've already taken your rights away and you voted. So let's try a different way. Like, just listen to me, maybe. Maybe because we tried one way. We voted them and we got the people in office. We did what y'all wanted us to do. We listened. I just want to point out what I heard in both of your examples. Uh Both of your examples, your solution was black women taking the lead from black men. No, 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 no. My solution was black women just listening when it's time to be protected. Not taking the lead because we will take the lead. What I'm saying is when it's time to be protected... Just listen. I'm not. I think. That's, I think. And, I think and that's protection. what I'm saying. So protection. Anyway, before that, protection. Like, yeah. Yeah. My bad. Like, but you were about to say the same thing. Like, in protection terms of is lim- limited mm-hmm. to that brother's ability. Yeah. And I think that's some men gonna be have the capability of protecting more than other, whether it's life experience, yeah. whether it's uh economic positioning. Like, right. w- according to my capability, I can protect a little bit. It's not a blanket. Right. Like you said in the beginning, this is a hard question to answer. Mm-hmm. It's a hard action to do. To do. Mm-hmm. I would agree with um, that. It is. It protection is. is hard. I mean, I Depending love... I, no, no, no. I want a mean friend to talk. Let talk. Let talk. Let talk. This is your pie. Talk. Yeah, talk. I don't know why it's that hard. So if we, as a society at large, and as a community in particular, saw black women as valuable, as deserving of our utmost respect, love, and care, and consideration... It would be, we would operate differently and it wouldn't be hard. I don't think it's that though. Cause I, I, yes, that, that's an issue, right? But I don't think it's always that. I feel like some people, there are levels to this. There's levels to protection. There's levels to care. And certain times you just may not be in a space to protect me in the way that I deserve to be protected. I feel like I deserve to be protected. You may not just be that man right now. And that's okay to admit. I think. Protection doesn't have to be an all or nothing situation. It doesn't have to be right there or that. You can show up in the capacity that you have to show up without harming yourself. Because I feel like sometimes when we talk about protecting black women and we want black men to do that, I feel like it almost sounds sometimes like some sacrificial lamb stuff. Like, I want you to put your life on the line for me. And I'm like, no, I I want you to be okay as well. But that doesn't mean, you know, sometimes you like about yourself But there's a love of putting that life on the line. We have to do that. Of course, of course. What I do like about what you're saying in terms of levels is maybe every black man listening could think about where they are, what their life looks like, Mm -hmm. and what are the areas where they can incrementally do more or maybe dramatically do more. So if there are levels to this. Mm -hmm. And I think because there are small ways that black women are like dehumanized or ignored or silenced, Mm -hmm. that it makes it harder for people to show up in the bigger moments because they've been trained not to consider the needs, the safety, um, and the well-being of black women. On an everyday basis. On an everyday basis. Where does that that training come from? Mm -hmm. I think as a society, um, I think the U.S., where the foundation of this country on genocide, on dehumanizing indigenous and black people, on dehumanizing black women and, you know, basically not you protecting get, their you, bodies. You get no pushback there at the yeah. root it, of where it comes right. from. But, but it, as a society what's pro- that we're trained, like it's in our culture in every small way. And whether you're black or white, you or whatever your background is, you absorb that. 
And so it's actually a huge unlearning that has to happen. Can I ask a question? Because mm-hmm. um, you, you, you mentioned like society at whole, and I get that part. Mm-hmm. But when you say community, and we've had other women come on the pod, and I ask this question a lot, and this is specific with you. Yeah. What is your community? Because when you say that, I think about my community. And mm-hmm. all the brothers in my community, so safe to the point where we have a brother that's our intern here, and my daughter's out there right now with the door closed. She's protected because that brother is a part of my community and I know he's going to protect it. Right. Mm-hmm. So when I hear some women say, and it, and I ask really, because I'm really like, damn, every woman should feel protected. They should be a part of this community. So what community but do you when really I refer exist to throughout my day? Uh-huh. I'm moving between multiple communities. Yeah. And I'm interacting between multiple people. Right. So, you know, you all have created a beautiful space here, but I was 10 places today. I started my morning. I was telling Akila at a conference for the formerly incarcerated. Like I, I move through a day, a week, moving in and out of multiple communities. Mm-hmm. So I don't think there's one space um, that is like my community. Like mm-hmm. where I grew up in Brooklyn, I tell people I'm like fourth generation Brooklyn on this one block. Mm-hmm. I feel very protected there. <laughs> I don't only stay there Squad. though. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't fall with this, <laughs> <laughs> So, so, all right. So when you go back to, I agree with everything you said when you said, you know, just the foundation of our country, not just mm-hmm. black women, just us as a whole, but black women are very much get the weight of that, right? The root was taught to disrespect. Now, when I say who taught us that, I'm talking about currently, not the root. Mm-hmm. What are we watching? What are we doing? And then it goes back to my conversation before. What are those characteristics of platforms that we shouldn't allow on there? Like, how are we as black men teaching y'all to respect us? And how are black women teaching us to respect y'all? What? Can I ask this a question? You said, how are we as black men teaching black women to respect you? Where might you feel disrespected? (sighs) Man, I mean, honestly, black men going back to like, going back to even the health part. Like, so we got a, a podcast we produce called Why Black Man Why, mm-hmm. where uh, women call in and they ask why questions. Mm-hmm. Why do black men do this? Why do black men do that? And we are, it's in a barbershop and it's brothers of all ages. We make mm-hmm. our, our in-house tagline. We say we have brothers of all, we have all shade of brothers. Mm-hmm. So young, old, rich, poor, single, gay, married. straight, married. Like, I mean, they're all in this barbershop mm-hmm. and we're getting it in. We answered these questions. One of the questions was, why don't black men uh, do more self-care and take care of themselves? The universal answer was, we can't. Like all all the black men. Married, single, young, old. Because what happens is I remember when I was growing up, my mom, she would have self-care days. If we, if we didn't have social media to notice what it would call. But my mom would wake up and not feel it. So she would go. Do what she want to do, come home, like, you know what I'm saying? Just away from the kids right. and relax. Men don't get one of those without penalty. Like, hey, look, I'm not going to be on my phone today. I don't, I ain't going to work. Don't call me. I just need self care. Men don't get that. And I love how you said without penalty yeah. because one, the first thing I thought of was toxic masculinity. Second thing was, I'm like, I don't actually care if you get your nails done or not. I want men to go to the doctor so badly. Like, so bad. yeah, well, but nails too, but yeah. <laughs> and and, and self care, but to, but to that point too, the other side of the self care was even when the men said there was a self care, mm. 
it's in service to their family, to their women. Like my dad, he was like, my self care is cutting the grass, cleaning up the garage. Mm -hmm. But that's that's not for you. That's that's not actually self care. That's house. No, 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 no. But, See, but, but that's the goes, one time alone. That's our, that's ours. And we were forced to. And, and what we're trying to say yeah. is we would like to respect that as self care and don't mm-hmm. diminish it to house care because for that man, we have to. I see. What um, I, I didn't mean to diminish it. I wanted him to have that space and the ability to also take care of him, to like go to the doctor. But get see, this. That, that's what we try to tell women. When we say what it is, that's what it is. So if I'm respect. cutting the grass, so it's like, I'm telling you cutting the grass is my time because I get to zone y'all out, right? I, I put my see. headphones on. At the end of it, the, my yard is looking great. I have my time to myself and we're done. Like, it just so happens it coincides. I think what happens is, but it's still a we self-care. might need another I word should. because this other stuff I need y'all to do. But, 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 look, but, that, but look, and, and I think that's what it is. I think men learn really fast that man, you know, my woman is different. She's going to look at stuff different. She's going to do stuff different. Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes for women, it's hard for them to get the concept of a, that's it. That's all you want. Like it's, right. it's like the example, like you're very simple. Like I, I, I feel like my request I feel like y'all simple. like to say it's simple, but y'all are very complicated beings. Like, I think it, I think yeah. it's so simple. It is complicated for y'all. Mm. Just like how we just said, cutting the grass is self care. No, it's not. It's housework. No, I'm telling <laughs> you, it, it makes me feel good. Question why you guys don't go to the doctor. What? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm trying to take away your mowing the lawn. Oh, no, no. Well, well I mean, if you, if you want to be real about the doctor thing, that, that I mean, that's, it's, it's a level. Sometimes it's, it's economic. Sometimes it's psychologically. Like good there's example. a lot of older men who have the insurance, but they were around during the uh, Tuskegee project and they sent, this a fear, right? Then as younger men, I don't have insurance. And, and then and this is a good you know example it's, of it's so many levels. To you that. asked the question about the disrespect of black men and yeah. black women. The disrespect comes in things like that, right? When I look at the numbers and you say, Oh, well, black women vote Democrat 90%, black men 89%, like only one or two percent behind y'all, right? But then they roll out programs like a health program, and I've seen plenty women pull up free paps, free this, free this, free that. Mm-hmm. The only thing free they give in young men. Prostate exam, health, blood, high blood pressure. There's no, there's, there's no equitable solution. The programming on the other side is not the program. equitable. And the only reason why I can say that and speak to it directly because we work for a nonprofit. There was a list. There were brothers that came in, and on that list of twenty, there's two places for the men to go, eighteen for the women. Yeah, and, and, and I'm not saying that's. I'm not pointing fingers in no, them, but I like these it. are the things that. Yeah, I think, economic, I think you know, that's, that's definitely important. I feel like, and it's a man thing about, too. When we talk about kind of disparities, healthcare disparities, oftentimes we talk about from a black woman perspective, maybe because there are a lot more. I don't know if it's a lot more, but there are a lot more marketed things that we're saying like we have a higher percentage of getting yes. than black men. So maybe that's the reason. But at the same time, it, that's a good point. I never really thought about it. Because you're talking now. to oh, a, yeah. a master's in public, public health. health. <laughs> I understand. I understand. Also, thank you for that. Yeah. Also, too, most men that are introduced to healthcare are introduced by their woman. By their, I was about yeah. to say. And, and then mm-hmm. most women are going to women doctors. Yes. Shout out to Dr. MJ Carr. You're yeah. our doctor. You fuck with you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, when you have a, like, Dr. MJ Carr, I remember my first checkup to him. Cause I was like, you know what? I need to get my shit together. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna start taking care of myself. Okay. So, you know, and a brother coming in like, 
nigga, take that. Like, it was just like talking to a homeboy. Like, nigga, mm-hmm. nigga, you better turn around before you get fucked up out here. Like, but it was a level of relative. <laughs> and then you can have a real conversation with a man. Like, like, how you do with your mechanic? Hey, look, man, so I know I need all this to get fixed. But what, but what can, can I get away yeah. with right now? And let me okay. know. See, most of these, you know, the white doctors and the women doctors, they try yeah. to be so, so oh, listen, yeah. listen, lady, I understand all that, right? And you, but give it to me in order. And simple. there's some stuff I don't want. You to uh, because you're our family doctor. Yeah. I probably want to digest this a little bit before it get exposed. Although, although a doctor's not going to tell, but men still don't always feel know that. that. They still feel that way. That's why a lot of black male doctors are necessary. Yeah, especially when you walk in the doctor's office and, yeah. your, and your family doctor go to your wife like, okay, like I'm like, he gonna tell that bitch. <laughs> she gonna tell. She gonna tell that. I know so, no. Yeah. So it's it's so many levels to it. You know what right. I'm saying? The hell, and it's something we're working on. It's something that um I mean it's it's the it's the conversation like this, it's the propaganda. And and there is growth in it. Yes. There's sure. there's growth. Like if, if we talk about the conversation of fatherhood, yeah. where we are with the black fatherhood conversation is not <laughs> where we were ten years ago. Oh my god, we just finally got women now getting on other women doing the uh I'm a, this father day for me. Like that's officially not acceptable no more. Right. I mean, the <laughs> CDC came out with reports and saying black fatherhood is like at all time high. high. In these pieces. I mean, you see my daughter out here, this is what we do. That's but I also feel like sometimes because of the root of things mm-hmm. and our society as black people has expanded so fast, so quick within a couple of hundred years, mm-hmm. our narratives don't change fast enough. Right. So we still hear some of this old talk. And like, when I hear deadbeat dad talk, I'm like, what, what, what have you read? Where? Like, some, it's, still across, it's still here, but no, it's, no, not, it's still here, but yeah, it's, it's not, not the same. Yeah. But some of those not narratives don't yeah. come from our community. So we mm. should be careful what we repeat there and what go. we don't embrace. Um, I got some. I also that. thought of one thing. Maybe some of the root of it is as a society, as black people, we've been taught not to love ourselves. And so then it makes harder to love each other, mm-hmm. including Black women to black men, black men to black women. That's and true. so as we That's just true. again unlearn all the ways we've been taught not to love ourselves and start really loving ourselves, I think the connections between us are just only gonna grow. I man, it's all the white man fault. But that you see, even with that yeah. though, I feel like hundred percent, but at the same time, who is still sharing that rhetoric, right? We've been told that, yes, in previous days, not so far, not so far beyond us. But I'm try- trying to think, you asked earlier about community and, and teachings and how do we learn that kind of thing. I'm not looking to necessarily history books to learn how to love myself, how to love each other, why we're this way or that way. I love history. But at the same time, when I'm thinking about those immediate teachings, it's through my family. It's through kind of the block. It's through kind of like the schoolings where where I was kind of operating my time. And so I'm hard pressed to really just rely on the fact that it's a generational thing. We weren't really taught in the past to love ourselves. I think right now, what I, was the most immediate reason? I think it's culture. Yeah. For I think we learn things through cultural norms and how things are done. Yeah. So like this expectation that when you're at work as a black woman, mm-hmm. you have to go above and beyond and work twice as hard sure. is a cultural norm sure. that is rooted in you, your work and your life being devalued. Mm-hmm. And that's, it's depicted in media and it's reinforced every day on the job. So I don't think cultural norms are, or things that we learn are things that are like formalized. I think they're just these things that are in the air that just get picked up and accepted as, oh, that's just the way it is. But I, I agree. But at the same time, I do think we're the ones 
telling ourselves that. So even that twice as hard, half as much thing situation. Yeah, I've heard it definitely. But by who? I didn't hear it in, you know, in a textbook. I didn't hear it through the quote unquote white man. I heard it in our community, as you said, the cultural norm. So I'm like, who can I, who can we stop blaming for why we're feeling the way we're feeling, why we're doing the things we're doing? Because oftentimes, yes, you know, history is our biggest teacher, but sometimes it's our parents. It's a community who are like, might look like us are teaching us the things they themselves want to stop believing. So it's kind of like, yeah. Which is what I was hitting on when I said, what are the characteristics of platforms that we're giving people Mm -hmm. that are sometimes popular? Because we're learning some stuff that is not, we shouldn't be learning from our favorite influencers, our favorite artists, our favorite actors, but it's so easy to point out, Oh, I don't like that shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like cancel that, but it's a you remember it just, when you said cancel, I think when I don't think that I think it's complicated. People are human, and I think we should throw away and reject ideas and practices that don't serve us, but it doesn't always mean throwing away the whole human. Chew the meat, leave the bones, they say, yeah, you know so if if there is a person who we decide okay, and we talked about maybe such a person earlier, who we're like, all right, we're done with them. Mm-hmm. But I think there might be other people, influencers who celebrities where we're like, okay, this is the thing that we as a community are no longer embracing. We still love and, and want to embrace and accept you, but this is a thing that we need you to stop doing. What this is whole cancel things? culture, I just feel like it's overdone because we're so imperfect. I don't think it's r- real. Cancel culture, you don't think it's real? Why not? I think there, I think you can only be canceled by white people. We can't cancel nobody. I think they, I think. No, 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 no. We, I actually think it's the other way around. People, I think it's the other way no, around. I think, I think cancel is still real, but we, it's the other way around. We are the I, ones that cancel oftentimes each other. Who, and I think that's part of the who problem. Who have we canceled successfully? We have canceled, Russell Simmons? Okay, I'm going to first talk about what the canceling is and then who we canceled, right? Because I feel like if we want, if we like to say. He ain't been back. I still got my like rest we like to say black people are the purveyors of culture, we're the the essence of cool, we're the ones that tar- start the trends, whatever else. Then we also have the power to cancel people, and oftentimes it's our own. We are the ones. If something happens, let's say a black person did something crazy, I'm a the baby came to mind. Let's let's use him as an example. I would think Tiffany so like, Haddish, you know, but keep that, going. <laughs> oh, oh, Tiffany Haddish as well. But let's say the baby, for instance, um, we are the ones. Y'all that definitely canceled him. We on the ones. I that give went y'all online, that. Y'all right? canceled him. We tweeted. We said it's a problem. Yeah. We did whatever. Not to say he's a celebrity, so I understand how messages are going to reach him. It's public forums. We're using forums that we don't even own to talk about our own and then we then they get canceled but at the same time i'm thinking of other communities who may have done crazy things other communities and they are very less likely or perhaps less successful to call them out in public settings in a way that then affects their livelihood affects their their not to say it wasn't deserved right but at the same time it happened and we're the ones that are in charge of that we have more power than we think then we like to hide our hands and say we don't, and it's all on somebody else. Like I agree. Us, I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. I will adjust that. I will adjust what I said. But as far as um, the baby, I think if he would have had a better album, we would see different results. He has time still. Right? Think, it's still early enough. I think. I think. Yeah. I think it was half music, half cancel. Yeah. Because you still got the Rolling Loud stamp. Right. You still torn, like you still getting that money out here. And he still got a lot of healing to do. Like right. let's be clear. He got he But got I, I, and then where, where where's the level of like for there to be a little flagrancy? You know what I'm saying? I grew up in the nineties and the two thousands. I remember Mad TV and Living Color. Like I watched that stuff and Handyman probably was one of the funniest skits I've ever seen, but 
it couldn't come out now because they're like, oh, you're making fun of the. I feel the same way. When I watched stuff from the 90s, I was actually trying to rewatch the game. Oh, yeah. I was like, why were we so homophobic? And how did I not realize this? <laughs> Some yep. stuff doesn't. Doesn't like, it just doesn't well. cross. Over <laughs> but like, is it? Like, is I it, watch Bernie Sanders skits. Uh, not Mac. Bernie Sanders, Bernie Mac. Bernie oh, Mac. What the fuck? I did that. Exactly. I'm sorry, Mr. Mac. Like, like, but I watch Bernie Mac. Like, I go back and watch him. Like, if I'm have downtime, I just need to get. It's like eating at your restaurant. You know, you're gonna like the food. Yep. If I need a guaranteed laugh. I'm gonna go listen to some Burning Mac. That's real. And I mean, it's it's a dangerous slope. So I get the idea of why we want to be a little more censored. We want to be a little more inclusive. Like you know, it's it's never a bad thing, but it's a dangerous slope. Like I remember, like you know, so before this, it was more so on the business side of media, and around the time, uh, again around 2020, 2021, when everyone was really like looking at all the different things that they can do to say they love black people outside of just focusing on the politics. One of that was like, what episodes should we erase? from our culture that really had, let's say the N word set or homophobic things of that nature. And so a lot of major studios were going through their catalog and deleting episodes in, um, you know, let's say I'm throwing friends out there. I don't know if friends was one of them that made the cut, but different things, deleting major episodes that may have targeted blacks in a certain way, may have looked kind of crazy, may have whatever. So you're erasing history versus just addressing the fact like, yo, like this is how we once thought some people still Fuck with it. And other times it's like, how can we evolve as a society? So it's, I think that's in a way that's what we're doing now when it comes to cancel culture. Let's just erase the messenger versus focusing on the fact that the message should be given a little more grace and be shared differently in the future. You know? Uh, I get that, but it's like, can, can I not just make a joke? You know what I'm saying? Make like, America funny again. Yeah. Like, you can't. I mean, cause, because the, like, thing is, the thing is, though, you can, but I feel like we're in a space and a time now where people want to be included in everything. Yeah, I realize. Okay. And I think the okay. biggest thing yeah, is like, Chief is yeah. flagrant too. Yeah, yeah, no, but the thing is like, people want to be included in everything. I don't guy. think it's a problem though. Dark. Like, you know, and my thing is more so I think people have to realize, myself included sometimes, not everything is for you. You know what I mean? And so I think once that happens, a lot more jokes, a lot more whatever could be fine because it's like, that just ain't for me. I'm going to watch this instead where I feel a little bit more whatever. I'll support these dollars instead. I'm not going to just try to say this person or this thing shouldn't exist. And that kind of goes back to the woman we were talking about earlier. Like, but let her but do her thing that. over there yeah, and some, focus some, over some here. Some of that, I'm like, man, fuck that. Right. I, don't, I don't even care if it ain't for me. <laughs> fuck that shit. <laughs> That's how you feel? I'm like, I need, listen, need all blinders of it, on. I need nah. all of it to exist in the zeitgeist, right? Because mm-hmm. I, first, I need people to sharpen their minds and sharpen their wits and have these discourse, right? Yeah. Other part is what you said too, the history. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't just go erase it. No, no, no. Right. Keep it up so we remember how fucked up these this producers was. was right. and these guys, because I need, cause I have children, right? I want them to know when I'm explaining to them why we do certain things. Yeah. Oh, it's because of this, that, and the third. And I need to be able to look it back. Down. You trying to call slavery something else. It's like, what? all of that. What you know what I'm saying? No, what, are you also, saying? what are you saying what are you that? About? What I'm yeah, saying yeah. is, I'm saying, Somebody white boy, nah, you ain't getting that shit off. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck if I don't like. I don't like. Yeah. I don't like uh Andrew Soltz. That's that? brilliant idiots. Brilliant oh, idiots. Oh, really? Bro. I haven't really. I haven't listened to. Brilliant I do not fuck with that white boy. Really? No, not? too comfortable. Too comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I blame Charlamagne. I was about to say, who's he sitting next to, right? I blame like, Charlamagne for that. Like, Charlamagne let him get off a lot. But yeah. that's me. I'm a little hypersensitive to a lot. And I, don't I think do, that's I don't what you it. meant when you're saying the cancel thing, right? Because right. at this point, 
there's no way to cancel Schultz in a sense because they'll have a whole yeah, another so, demographic. So Joe we can, Rogan is we can, we can cancel uh, try to cancel Joe right. Rogan. There's no way to cancel we, Joe Rogan. We can cancel He's over us there. because yeah. we typically only eat off of us. Yeah. You go to, I'm yeah. sorry. I was just going to say there's when you're like there's no way to cancel whoever. I think we have more power than we think. Yes. So if if it's something that is necessary or required, it may not take it may not happen in the time frame that we want, but if we think it's important because someone is out there doing things that are detrimental, and that's what the line that I always have with like when you said, Oh, can I just tell a joke? My line is or like my boundary is, is this going to cause harm because someone has such a big platform that what the words that they are using is normalizing behavior that actually causes harm to a community. And sometimes people just don't see their own privilege to realize what, that how harmful and powerful their words are. So I, I agree with you on that, but I think it makes it harder to cancel them because they're pulling from two forms of form, fan base. If you are a Joe Rogan, you got a huge white base mm-hmm. and you got a lot of black people that fuck with you, right? Mm-hmm. Prime example of something that we were canceling that people thought that couldn't happen was the NFL protest. We did really good. We forced them to have conversations they didn't want to have. And when all else failed, when we were still winning, they bring Jay-Z. And Jay-Z said, let's, it's all over. Right. Now, Cause we were no, past the kneeling. Kaepernick was trying out for teams. Now, Niggas look. Was getting money from the so, NFL. So, what I fought Kaepernick for, Kaepernick. Atlanta brought the damn Super Bowl down oh, here. So, what we I, passed the kneeling. What, right. I, what, I, what I fought Kaepernick for, Kaepernick did not understand that this now became bigger than you. Bigger than it's no longer about you trying to play. It became bigger than you. You forced a conversation. You literally shifted the narrative. Almost not as big as George Floyd, but it was a narrative shift because of this NFL thing. And that was something that people thought would, I still don't watch the NFL. You know what I'm saying? And people were like, that shit don't know. It ain't affecting nothing. NFL, you start seeing the numbers go down. You start seeing them tomorrow. Oh, well, how does lift every voice sound? Like, you know what I'm saying? They started changing the narrative. And then they would bring one of us in, like Jay-Z, and it literally it stalls the whole movie. Yeah. It, it's, 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 a, it's like COINTEL, the modern COINTEL pro. And then on his end, it's kind of like, well, I'm trying to do this from the inside. I don't he know lying. what y'all write. I mean, <laughs> as someone from bedside, I'm going to politely refrain from participating in this part of the conversation. <laughs> and we back. <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, but even to that point, though, it's like, but there's levels to it. It's like Jay-Z went in, but Atlanta hosted the Super Bowl. We, Black City, we could have shut the whole fucking Super Bowl down, but we didn't. Like, it's too many levels of it, so I can kind of see why they, you passed it I don't. I think there's levels, but I also like we can only think really about how long us. history is. You know the group Color of Change? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And one of their taglines is like, well, I don't know if it's their tagline, but one of the things that I hear them say a lot is, we want people to matter. We want people to care whether or not they disappoint and anger black people. And I think the more we use our collective voice, the more people will pay attention to, oh, this actually disappointed or upset black people. You know what? But that it would, just takes time. But that would provide we were all on code and was all disappointed and upset about the it, same thing. And that's it. And but, I don't know if that, we're not that ever something that we should even attain, aspire we're, to. We're not always time, a, monolith, not a monolith, right? But so, I do there's, think there's, collective action. There's certain things works. we should all get behind, though. Like collective <laughs> action works and exists. No, no. I mean, you're right, and we can't be a monolith. Right. But I mean, like when the Asian hate crime bill comes out, that's for all Asians. They're on code with that. That's there's it. something that there's black people. Things. One or two things that we should all be like, okay, we will stand for this, but right now yeah, it's just agreed. agreed. My question to you then, what are those one or two things? Only for you? one thing. What's, what's Reparations. Reparations. Oh. Period. Period. 
It's, it's the only thing because even when you talk about it's, why it's black men ain't going into the hospital, right? Mm-hmm. Money. Why black men? Why black men ain't protecting yeah. black women is enough. Money. We not in the, like it's so many things boiled down to money. I mean, why why are black women be subjugated at their jobs? If you got an infusion of cash, I will leave and start your own business. It's yeah, so yeah. many businesses. Carol daughters. So many like it's so many things that y'all can go start yourselves. Key Holland was on your podcast. Yeah. Give her some give give me twenty more key Hollandmans in the community and see how the community change. Reparations. Only happens with reparations. Reparations everything is the else, holistic cure. I can't get to behind the virus everything. of black Because a good a good thing is, right, Roe v. Wade, you would want everybody, all brothers don't agree with that. Cause there's some brothers who don't want that to happen and they want to take care of their families, right? There are also some brothers who are like, Well, if I had the money if reparations was cut, maybe we don't have to take this trip. Because maybe I can't provide. Maybe the conversations. Now, as far as being able to control your body, we believe in that, right? right. But what happened was there was so much pushback during vaccination times mm-hmm. and people wanted to control their bodies. It's like, well, hold on. I can I can see the parallel. I don't want nobody to shoot me up with nothing. And you don't want nobody to tell you that you can't do nothing with your body. Let's align but on But on body. one side, we're pushing, I control my body, but mandatory vax, I'm down with. You know what I'm so saying? So let's align on body. Because I align mandatory. on there's certain things that got to be mandatory. I think there, like, think about when you went to school. There were there were certain shots you had to take in order to be sitting in that classroom. No, no, and, and, and that's the end of the day. No, no, you, <laughs> like, no, no you, and you're right. And you're, you're right. No, no, and, you're, and you're right but on why? that. Hold right. on, hold on, hold on. You're right on that. Because of the community effect of you not you, You're right on that. Community effect. That. And some parents could. Like it's, it's on you if you want. If you don't want to wear a seatbelt, it's against some the law, but that's could. on you. But some parents <laughs> could opt out on vaccinations. Right. One, two. Mine as is. many As many studies history time this vaccination I get, I get, was I get the fact that it was yeah, so fast this, 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 like we talking about, and we're talking about this one research. I have never heard nobody saying yeah. I got kids I've never said no they won't get shots nah they yeah. gonna get those shots right. but that new one that just hit the market like yeah. bro especially that was being promoted from the CDC that changed the rule like, mm-hmm. alright y'all now, now if you this. take a peppermint and that's and tea, <laughs> like, remember it was like, oh, you got positive? Stay in the house 10 days. Now it was like five days. Then it was like three. Then it was like, they were like, wear your mask. Yeah, like, like, I ain't gonna, it was the rules. The rules were like the CDC <laughs> had the, when I say you go back and look at, cause I remember what the CDC was, mm-hmm. how we looked at it before, mm-hmm. uh, COVID. When I say they messed up their entire credibility and public opinion eyes through COVID, cause before I remember when they brought the little woman with Ebola, we were like, Oh my God, they, right. they're gonna, they're gonna cure Ebola. They brought right. it to the, she's gonna be okay. She at the CDC. Like, you know what I'm saying? But now, now we look the at CDC start losing their credibility ever since the walk. They were dealing with out. things in real time. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to say they have not lost their credibility. Right. I mean, shit, I mean, I'm listening to them before I listen to my cousin, but them niggas <laughs> still full of shit. Nah, I don't like, know, cause my cousin a master yeah. Public health. Yeah, I'm about to listen to my cousin first. So, I mean, I get it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get it. They're, they're, they're. I just get when we start. When you said you said something need to be mandatory. What scares me is who's man making it mandatory. And, and you're correct to be scared. And that's that's, that's, that's what true. it's always that's about. True. There's this. There's there's so much history. Yeah. Yeah. That we have with this system, and that's why we go back to why reparation is important. Yeah. Like it gives us an opportunity to re have the option and choice 
And so, just close the gap a little bit because we are behind in so many ways, not through fault of our own. Because even when, let's say, we're free, doing our own thing, you talk about redlining, you talk about burning entire neighborhoods of people who literally were able to make a way out of no way. Mm-hmm. And so now we're consistently starting over. The one thing with reparations that I always think about is just like the black population today, like in terms of me being first generation, do I count? Is it one of those things where you have to kind of do a test and see if you are five generations from the South, then yes, you can have reparations versus yeah. not, you know, so that, I mean, that's why people to, are questioning. Yeah, you and, have to be able to trace your lineage, unfortunately. Yeah. But the issue is this, though, and this is what it's always been in America. Mm-hmm. Black Americans has always led the charge across the diaspora to push for things, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And if you don't think that if Americans get reparations in America, that Haiti wouldn't really be next on that list, mm-hmm. like literally next on that list, yeah. Because we're right here and we got money now. Yeah. All y'all need is money down yeah. there. Brazil yeah, wouldn't be because there. Because the neighbors is right here, right there. Dominican Republic. Show you what money looks like on that island. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? So right. let's, let's get some money down there. Yeah. You know, but yeah, unfortunately, I wouldn't cut there. Mm-hmm. But no, it'll I give mean, the French, I'm, not, I'm a proponent. It'll, it'll a give proponent. the French yeah. a reason to pay back. You know, and yes. then we can use yes. our resources to uplift. To do what you do. You know right. what I'm saying? But that's one of those things where it's like, I, I feel like I'm not at all disagreeing with you. Mm-hmm. The first thing that comes to mind is we live in a world where money is so required to meet basic human needs. What if we simultaneously address that need? Like in this country, I should not need a job mm-hmm. to have access to good health care. Yes. Mm-hmm. I should not need a job as a woman in order to be able to afford child care mm-hmm. and childbirth and maternal needs. Mm-hmm. So just giving out money well, is not going to solve the problem because we also have so many systems that require money that shouldn't. So but here's a, a here's, here's the thing. Yeah. Reparations. See, if you look at most of the studies, Comrade Rarell did a great uh, study. Him and uh, uh, Aza Hillier, they had did a great study on uh, reparation. There's a book, Reginald Muhammad. I'm going to send you all the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, he came on here. We talked about it. Reparation is a holistic approach. Money is one part of it. It's reparation is them making amends to everything they took away. They did take health away. You know what I'm saying? They took our health away. They took our education away. They took our land away. I appreciate the qualification. So as long as we're not just talking about money. Yeah. So reparation is a holistic wraparound. What that amount should really be. But that's that's a calculation thing. But to answer your question, even if the system requires the money, you now have the money to pay. One, one, you have the money to pay for that system. Two, because of how we are as a community, if one of, if, Five teachers get an infusion of cash. They're starting their own school. And five doctors get infusion. They're starting their own doctors. And now they can have a pay scale and work that. We just need access so we can do our own thing right. like every other community does. We're not short sure And I ideas. agree with you on that mm-hmm. side. But And I was on – I'm glad you brought up the uh, birth rate thing because I was going to say that about the CDC part. Mm-hmm. My pushback on CDC and just health and stuff in general is the gaslighting, right? Like mm-hmm. I have three children. I've seen this happen, mm-hmm. right, with the black maternal rates and just – my sister just had a baby. It was so scary. Like the scariness. But then yes. now I'm like, but hold on. At this point of time, like this year, mm-hmm. with all the black world magic and black empowerment and the VP and the Supreme Court, like why we can't just get that one thing? You can make that list again, but you would have to not say the VP. She's not a part of that list. I mean, no, no, she, no, no. She's a part of the propaganda of the list. Okay. That's why I say that. That's <laughs> why I say that because it's all the propaganda uh, of that list. Yeah, like and I feel people. like, and I feel like that's a gaslighting thing. Like, did you stop liking should... her after she got in? Okay. This is complicated. My bad. For Keep me. finishing. Then I'm yes. no, no, but no, no, that's, no, but that's, that's, that's basically what I'm saying. The gaslighting part of it is like, and it kind of ties into the protection thing because at this point, I'm now saying let's stop separating the black men and black women when we talk about this voting thing. Yes. Come together as black people, stand on our square, 
because there's a whole group of Hispanics down in Texas that was all voting Democrat. They changed their minds, voted Republican, got a new uh, uh, official in there, and they're getting resources. And now the Democrats are like, oh, damn, what can we do for more Latinos? Not that you haven't done already. Right. Like, you've already been giving money and passing acts. So what if we did that? What if we was like, you know what? Let's not You're vote right. or let's Again, just, let's no just switch. Even though, yeah, they might, yeah, the Republicans might say, oh, this is crazy. But let's just switch and show the Democrats, hey, quit playing with us. Because it's kind of happening in Georgia right now. All this scramble. Why what do black you got men to lose? Ain't what, what black men ain't vote? Where the black men at? Where the right, black men at? Right. Well, I've been asking them a specific question. What you got for black men? And you're not telling me. You keep telling me about hey. everybody else. Sounds everybody like our own party. Hey, so look. So look. But hold on. I got to go back to this. Because she just said, uh, VP not a part of that. Here's my issue with that. I was protecting black women. <laughs> and I knew there was dangerous legislation on the other side. Yeah. I came out and I voted for her. Now we saying we we ain't fucking okay, so, with her. Okay, let me be clear. I I vote and I voted Democrat. It was this was an easy choice. I wasn't going to mm-hmm. I could not imagine a world with having a second term of what we just had. That to me would have been more detrimental. And it is sad that very often it feels like you're choosing you're not choosing like the most amazing choice. But at the same time, and I also just have to be honest about my discomfort really publicly tearing down a black woman in power. So I just choose not to, even if I can also. Okay, I thought that's, you were going to say that's, it gets that's, into a cycle of like not going hard enough. Cause that's, that's what too. I that's too. That's, too. that's yeah. what I feel about the party. It's kind of like, but know, the I Democrat, it, the but Democrats it's like, oh, just go we. for it, go for it and yeah. stop. Being well, the thing weak. is this, right? <laughs> look, look at your base. Look at your yes. base. When you look at Republicans, and then we've seen this happen twice. You saw the Tea Party do it yeah. when they spoke to their base, changed it around, mm-hmm. even though it wasn't mostly Republicans, mm-hmm. but it was a specific base that they were talking to. MAGA, a base that they're talking to. Mm-hmm. You know black people are your base mm-hmm. as Democrats, and you will still not talk to us. Mm-hmm. You try to talk to everybody else, and the statistics have showed you. You are taking us for granted, right? You you bring everybody else in, right? So you're talking to Asians, you're talking to Latinos, you're talking to gays, you're talking to everybody else, right? And then the statistics show you, once those Latinos come in and they get enough, they go over to the other side. Asians only vote in their interest if they vote at all. These numbers are here. CNN does these reports. So if you see all this and you know that in your base in Georgia, we did it. We we saw how pandering to us were kind of work. And you got people to come out to the uh, second round. It wasn't even the main election. This was the second round, right? And black people came out in numbers. Oh, yeah. I saw when, Warner. When, we showed when, out in Georgia. When, we, exactly. So when will the Democrats kind of do what Republicans do and say, you know, let me just talk to my base. Let me just talk directly to the people who are going to mess with us, vote for us, go hard for us, storm the Capitol if they don't get what they want. I'm in the thought of Malcolm X. And I said, hey, y'all, Dixie cracks. I also think that we're pretending, so I always call out the racism rampant in the Republican Party as if it's not also true in other places too. Right. So let's, I think that's part of it too. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and that's a, and see, once you have that statement, I now feel like we can work together, right? Mm-hmm. Because the, initially what happens in, and, and, th- and this is not a black woman or a black man thing, but it mostly happens between me and black women is the drawing the line on vote blue no matter what. It's like, well, now nah, this, if you can't admit, that both sides oh. is doing something that we can't even have a conversation because you're just going to. So I lived in California it. for years and everyone's like, Oh, California's so liberal. Paper like, California is <laughs> votes down every progressive proposition. Affirmative action continues to fail, but we'll vote like democratic at the very top. So mm-hmm. I know that there's nuances to this mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. And, and, that, and that's all we ask. And I think as black men, 
Um, that's why we ask when we have this. Are you speaking on behalf of all black men now? Yes, every time. Oh yeah, <laughs> every time. Straight up, I know we're the voice of black men. We, we, we know, we know, we know. We, we're, we're the, I didn't know we was him. at the caucus. Yeah, yeah. At the caucus. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely ask us anything. I mean, I, we, listen, we, we 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 do this with black men. You know what I'm saying? So it's like we speaking. We're not just speaking from our perspective. We're speaking from all these black men that we meet with. That we talk. Shout about. out to the Black Man Lab hey. every Monday, six thirty. Come check us out every time. I mean, all levels. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I like this conversation because you know sometimes it does automatically come off that. And when, I learned something, so I appreciate yeah, it. Listen, I learned some stuff from y'all podcast. That last <laughs> podcast y'all listened to, y'all actually got me, and because I, I, I was start this conversation talking about podcasters, right? And I was telling Eli, man, I see so many, especially like when it's the duo women, yeah. they, all they want to talk about is sex. Like, ah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, man, I so it. I had, so, you know, horrible decisions. They're, they're a okay podcast. I, I rock with it, yeah. but I listened to our interview with cocktails. Right. Mm-hmm. So then I liked how they were open and honest about just a lot of things. Yes. And I went back and listened to the podcast and I'm like, wow. This sounds more like, like they said, two homies, two friends who grew up with each other. They know when they lie to each other. They know right. when they flex and they know. Exactly. See, the other show, and even with horrible decisions, they, they stated, like, look, we don't like each other. We're just potting. Right. Nah, I need, when, when, <laughs> I need some sort of yeah, I need some sort of right. chemistry. So like, I looked, I listened to that and I was like, you know what? Okay. There is a space for it. And I like yeah, how they fun. even branded it, like with the comedy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Once you brand it as comedy, I know you're talking about everything. Right. A lot of these podcasts are trying to come out as experts. That's it. Like we know Ooh, how to suck a dick. Point. And it's like, but have you said that before? I ain't I ain't haven't done it. Right. But I know how to tell I you. I, I need credentials on all <laughs> you sex experts. <laughs> like No, they yeah. said they said they read Google, they did a little, you know, um spark notes of it, and yeah. now they read yeah. it. And that yeah. was the thing also with the <laughs> Drop the a pod- tape. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> the, the podcast is I felt like, okay, there was a whole bunch of podcasts that focused on black trauma mm. and then the other group was sex and relationships mm-hmm. or pop culture right and pop culture and i was just like okay. what did y'all classify ours as <sighs> all of the comedy we actually classifies ours as personal journal because we talk about everything from porn to politics mm-hmm. and if you listen to the, we up to 170 episodes if you listen to it you'll hear the evolution of our relationships our growth our friends yeah, like I, love it. I mean going Keith, ha- Keith done had a child on his podcast exactly like, I done had <laughs> so many relationships <laughs> so many cars yeah. <laughs> 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 moving like so you literally get to know our journey in the That's midst real. of our guests you know what I'm saying yeah. and we had I mean it's funny like I love that I have a podcast because when I say something, I timestamp that shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, mofo be like, oh, yeah, I, I would deal with that. Nah. Like, like the mayor of Atlanta, Andre, nobody thought he was going to win. Nobody thought it was going to win. It was supposed to be Kasim, supposed to be, uh, Felicia, uh, Moore, Kasim, Felicia Moore. Yeah, I called that shit. I called that shit. But we called it here and we called it on our politics podcast too. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, it's, it's one of the things I love that about podcasts. Yeah. Like, listen to our first conversation about COVID. Our first conversation about COVID is wild. Like it is a D-Day episode. And, and I predicted everything that happened. I told you, I said yeah. Georgia gonna be the first to open back up. They're gonna be the first to get popping. This shit ain't gonna really affect you the way you think it is. It's right. gonna get weaker and weaker. Like we just because it's the but, it was on the wall. Yeah, yeah. We, we Meanwhile, like, he was getting yeah. doomsday prepper shit. He had yeah. a can of beans. The, uh, what's that little cooker thing you have about where you can cook the beans from the fire? Man, hey, was, look, I, I got I got a new Rambo knife. Like I was. 
because I'm a Walking Dead fan. Like I was, pre- like I was prepared. I was not nah, being real because when they know. shut, no, I did know when they shut down the NBA. I'm like, those oh, white boys, oh, when they shut down the NFL. I forgot like, about that bubble. I'm like, wow. them white boys. But there was a time when there was no bubble. They did. did. They canceled they the game. They just canceled the game. game. So I said, them white boys ain't going to lose no money yes. for nothing that ain't real. Mm. Like, they don't care about them niggas on the court. Mm. So when I seen they did that, I was like, bro, I'm prepared to see my favorite rapper in the soup line. Like, <laughs> that, that and we also called it, too, because so many people was like, oh, I can't wait till it's over. We going back. We going right. back. We were like, nah, bro. Well, this shit has reset everybody. Different. And then also, also we seen podcasters that Ooh. did. We, that's when we knew y'all niggas didn't own y'all equipment. Because podcasts stop potting. Stop <laughs> potting. Or, or a new podcast popped up and yes. then have faded now because yes. y'all was just on some hot shit. Y'all was just right. bored. Y'all was right. in the house bored. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we said that, listen, I don't know so about anybody a, else. A random question. Uh-huh. And sorry for, I, no, no, like no, I keep no, cutting you off. No, no, no. Talk. This is what we do. So you said they weren't real because they fell off. So how long do you have to have a podcast oh, going let's have a podcast before you're official? <laughs> let's go. Good. Uh, good. So, I'm, I'm going to give it up to the hottest producer in the podcast okay. game. <laughs> Look, I, 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 we, can drop, we can drop so all much. the credentials. You know, we don't, we don't, <laughs> I mean, hey, listen. We don't produce a lot of podcasts. You know what I'm saying? Even, you know what I'm saying, white labeled a couple. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but what we're saying is once you get to a good 15 episodes. Okay. 15. That's it. 15, right? And then after you get to 15, you got to erase all those and start over. Because that's when you really, really? get to pop. Oh, okay. That's when you really get to pop. It takes okay. you 15 episodes to get your flow. Mm-hmm. You're not I even, you're not even going to get in your yeah. bag of how, how do I respond when the guests ain't giving me the energy I thought they were going to give me? Mm-hmm. How do I respond when my partner had a bad day? Yeah. Like it takes you yeah. 15 weeks. To get that, really get right? That. Or 15 episodes, because some people record differently. I feel like today. you gotta do this for a year. Like, well, so, 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 I, I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> That's our so, second yeah. thing. So we got seven shows that we produce originally. Yes. yes. Every yes. day of the week, we drop Even on one. God rested on the seventh day. <laughs> <laughs> nothing stops the pie. Nothing, nothing stops nothing the pie. Nothing stops the pie. <laughs> but we, when we sign the, uh, podcasters, right. it's a 52 episode commitment. 52. You gotta give us 52. Really, I tell you, every I podcaster. Buy it. I buy it. I so buy when you ask, yeah, 15, you'll be hot, right? Yeah. But 52 is the commitment. If you can't commit to 52 episodes in your brain, don't even start this podcast. Yep. Okay. Another question. How do you feel about seasons? Because 52 already sounds like you're doing one a week. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I've been listening to podcasts since like 2000, I would say, seven. Yeah. I, that's when I, but I was like yeah, old school OG. boring, like yeah. NPR. Yeah, you like, you like me. <laughs> yeah, you're OG like him. But they didn't have seasons. They just came out every mm-hmm. week. They would occasionally take a break around like holidays. Now we're doing seasons. So like, what's your opinion? I thought you talking about the peers. Like, yeah. No, no, I, I think seasons, it still qualifies though. Okay. Until you do, until you can commit to mm-hmm. 50 episodes, and if you want to package those 10, five times, you want to do 20, two, th- however many times you yeah. want to do it, 50 episodes will make you a podcaster. I don't care if you record all I 50. I thought you just day. said 15. No, so 15. 15, 15 that makes you kind of a podcast that people want to listen to, but 52, 52 is the to commitment. Be a real- 15, commitment. I, still 15 I don't say you in a game until 15. Okay, so you know we're in the game, but we're not official. We're not official. Okay, yeah. I got yeah. it. Because, but I do think but have you committed, though, in your brain? Do you know yeah. I'm at least going to do 50 of these episodes? Agreed. We if you, I think 5, we've 000. committed in our brain. That is also 
kind of not up to us, but we've definitely so, uh, so here's, 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 here's a question. <laughs> if Revolt say stop, they done, do y'all keep going? That's the real question. That's the question. Mm-hmm. Because y'all are in yeah. a different position than most podcasters yeah. as far as having that platform. Yeah. A lot of podcasters are starting out like Got us. It. Grind. And yeah. we got to keep grinding. And that's too. what I so appreciated it because I have always wanted to have these conversations with black women. And you you know this, that I didn't. Podcasting is actually hard. There's like lots of moving parts. And to have the help from Revolt and for them to let us put together a platform that is like, it's political, it's entertaining, it's fun, it's real. Like it's just a lot of the topics that we would want to talk about anyway. But I like, yeah, I feel like I, because this is my third podcast. The first two I did, it was grassroots. Figuring it out, like mm-hmm. literally trying to get to that, get to that stage. The first time was with my sister and then business school happened and I was like, okay, I can't, I <laughs> can't do both. Mm-hmm. Second one, we were one of those folks in, um, you know, with one of my friends, but that was COVID time. So we were one of those people like a year, two <laughs> Let's years. Do like, it. Let's do it. <laughs> we got a podcast. We'll be back outside. <laughs> and then it, and then, then it was like, oh, sun's out. Let's come back. I'm moving to Atlanta. Let's, <laughs> that's mm-hmm. what it is. But I think in both those situations, what I realized and like, or now this, what we're st- starting to think through, can you really take a break? You know what I mean? Like we say seasons, but I feel like you take a season, take a couple weeks, a month or two. Well, I feel like you're starting over. After well, that let me, let me uh, peel, peel back behind the scenes podcast. And y'all yeah. listening to this, y'all gonna get a little tip. Free y'all, game, free y'all game. Y'all know right. how I am. Just by y'all, <laughs> y'all know how I am. Keep, keep don't like giving out free game. Cause y'all niggas ain't gonna listen. But mm-hmm. what happens is you right. You can't stop. So even stop. if you recorded in season, we have clients that come out in seasons. Yeah. But they're constantly recording. They're constantly even repurposing the content. So there's something to do every week right. with your episodes. Mm-hmm. So there's something in podcast to do consistently. And the thing about podcasting is it's a muscle, right? Yeah. So it's just like working out. You can work out hard for a month, mm-hmm. stop. Work out hard for the summertime, stop. And you'll never see results. But if you keep going and push through yeah. and push through some of these adversities and the muscle tears and the, you don't look up and you're going to be like, damn, look at all this equipment. You're 170 episodes in. Like, let's get it. You know what I'm saying? Then, I appreciate the inspiration. Think okay. about it like your favorite show, right? right? And this is why I tell when we're talking to clients, when new people we bring on, name the show, whatever it is. If you are ready to listen to this show, watch this show every week, and then one week it don't come. Yeah. And then the next week, it really wasn't, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. it was a little janky. Like, right. it's like, you got to look at yourself like you are power, right? right. And you were ready, like, to That's give true. them a show. I call, like, we call pot and it's game day for us. That's it. Like, so after the thing, we be like, man, you know, I feel like I did all right. My, my game was off. Mm-hmm. But you kind of react off of it because we don't have change. Like, we don't have people that were on the mic that's no longer on the mic. Uh, Like, if you go back to beginning episodes, Keith didn't talk. Not at all. At all. This shit was just Eldridge. Yeah. <laughs> like, just Eldridge. <laughs> my talking was a soundboard. You knew I was like, if I agree, that's my... Like, like, the so moment. wait, what made you feel comfortable yeah. sharing more of yourself? Because you, by the way, clearly have some very strong opinions. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's one of the reasons because... um I, I wasn't saying that shit the way you want it. No, no. I do have strong <laughs> opinions. No, I do have strong opinions and I didn't want to stomp on Eldridge opinions. One... Two, I'm a podcast producer, producer for real. Mm. So when you hear like music producers, it's really not until they kind of get higher, they're forced to, to get on the mic, they right. get on the mic. Right. But in general, like my thing is to support just Elders. Like he has yeah. the voice. So it was like, I'll get on the mic when I get more comfortable. Plus, I was on another podcast with my frat brother, shout out to them. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I, we had to stop that pod, you know, other shit, business type shit. Mm. 
and he kind of felt away. He was like, bro, you be talking over there. You ain't talking <laughs> over here. But I also wasn't a producer over there. Mm-hmm. I was just coming to talk on the mic over there. Yeah. So once that stopped and that dissolved, you know, he and my boy, I'm like, right, I'm going to start getting on the now. mic. And then, you know, because this is podcast and you listen to podcasts, you know, this is also a dance. This is a game. This is a yeah. thing. So you have to be good cop, bad cop. El just has to do a certain thing. And I'm going to have to ask a certain thing. Plus, the last thing is podcasting is it's a back door to really finding out questions for your friend. Yes. I yeah. am you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So That's it's so like now I want to yeah. start asking because Elsa will have people on. I'm like, no, I want to. Hey, yeah. so, uh, how By did you, way. and I used to actually cut my questions out in the final edit. So even Elsa would be like, bro, you was talking, but I didn't hear you. I'm like, I didn't want to, you know what I'm saying? I didn't want to take over so it's, on that part. But it's been a whole man. development. And I even want to talk about that, like podcasters out there, like, yo, the win is in the team. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Sure. And some people, like, you literally have to realize you might be that person that come in. Like, we got an internist out there now. They, if they were in here, they're going to do the markers. You know what I'm saying? They're going to, they're going to help write show notes. Like, you don't always have they're to be watch the, babies. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you don't always have to be the person in front of the mic yeah. to get this winning award winning podcast. Like, and I think people got to start looking at podcasts and really like teams, you know what I'm saying? Really building it and rocking with each other together. You just see too many people. Oh, I want, all I want to do is get on the mic. Don't know nobody know how to edit. Don't know, Don't know nobody know how to record. Right. Don't know anything. And, and a lot of times podcasters used to think that they had to do it all themselves. Mm-hmm. And I, I came from radio. So I also knew the benefit of having somebody behind the board mm-hmm. and you just come and perform. Because if you got to do this and talk and, your but that's a cost thing too. I was gonna like, say that, that was resources. our like. Listen, well, hold on. Listen. It could be a cost thing, <laughs> yeah. or it could be a an investment. An investment. It could be a Kevin Hart situation, yeah. Drake and Forty, LeBron yeah. James and his team. There's so many examples of people getting out the mud together and believing each other. Like when we started this so podcast, we'll we Elders, I, I wasn't paying. I, I, well, <laughs> and I asked Elders to do this. That's why, yeah. because I'm like, bro, you this was like this shit was Keith' idea. Like, let's yeah, even yeah, get yeah. into that. Like, yeah. Chief is the real podcast. Like he been listening, <laughs> nigga. Podcast for me was that purple app I deleted for space. And the only reason why we started like this because I was trying to get him to come to the radio network and do your stuff. And he was like, right. "Well, bro, look, if I do anything, I'm though, doing it on my own. I'm doing it on like, my. It's gonna be I, just Eldridge. Okay. Like, I'm not. I'm not at the mercy of nobody platform. So I had requirement. I said, one, we do it on our own. Two, we be consistent. Like literally, that was what I really cared about. Like, so when I say 170 episodes, I've never done anything in my life 170 weeks in a row. That's crazy. And nothing That's stops right. the pod. No, yeah. Man, we got a podcast episode name, name, nothing stops the pod. And look at the cover <laughs> of that episode. No. It's my Chevy Volt crashed up. Cause I have, I crashed my car. Damn. <laughs> and we still got the pod no, out. No, 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 no. No, look. We went to the episode called Nothing Stops the Pod cause something else happened. And then oh, you had a car accident, and that episode is called We Said, we said. Nothing <laughs> Stops the Fire, that he had a car accident. So it's just so cool to go back and listen yes. to life, right? right? And, like, your perspective changes. Mm-hmm. Like, I journal, right? Yes. And I love to hear, like, man, 2020, my journal January is hilarious. Yes. I did not oh, know COVID was coming. Do. Right. <laughs> because there was something about the new year and just that round yes, number of 2020. I mean, that New Year's party. My business is clear. Hey, look, you know, I had, I had, I had, I remember this is your hey, look, was so clear. I had, I had to pull out that woman meme with the bag. Yes. Stepping yes. up. Stepping up. I had to pull up the step up meme. But I, but I, I will say from a podcast standpoint too, y'all are inspirational because y'all actually have that platform. 
So we're excited because we remember when it started and we like to see grassroots starting and kind of getting the platform to start off with. You know what I'm saying? And seeing that there are media spaces that's looking and saying, hey, these podcasts. That's why Darius is the inspiration. Yeah. We remember yeah, so, so shout, shout, shout out to Darius. Darius is one of those people in our community that started at grassroots like us yep. and piloted a relationship to the platform. Now, we're, yeah, we're producing seven on our own. Thankfully, we got the team, the resources to kind of handle that. But it's cool to see that somebody like Revolt will listen to one of us and trust them to create what y'all did. Right. And that's the beautiful thing for us. So it's like this podcast space, you know what I'm saying? It's it's evolving so much. It, and, and I like that they totally separated it too. Because I like, because I've I seen you on the YouTube show too, like the right. black girl stuff. So that's a video very medium, talk show. but then okay. y'all have a podcast, and so many times they like to try to mix them. Yep. And I'm a podcast purist, and I'm like, yep. "Where's your RSS feed? That's like, it. I, it's cute that it's on YouTube. <laughs> it's cute that you did Facebook Live or IG. Mm-hmm. Where's the RSS? A lot feed? of folk got right. web shows. Yep. A lot of where's folk, your audio? A lot of people yep. got social media rants. Yep. You ain't really podcasters. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <like, laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Had a podcast until episode 15 and episode 50. And an RSS feed. And an RSS, RSS. feed. Yeah. By, right. by definition, you got to have an RSS feed. Listen. But, y- but y'all are definitely on y'all way of potting because, like, yeah. I didn't know love. that y'all didn't know each other. No. So and the- I hear that all the time. I was about to say, a lot of my friends were like, oh, wait, you didn't tell me about Ty. Like, what's going on? Like, you guys have such great te- chemistry. I thought I knew your life. I'm like, yeah, girl. Like, this we is my new. <laughs> we didn't meet in person. Yeah. Until three weeks ago. Yeah, because you yes. said we were remote yeah. at first. Yes, right? we were remote mm-hmm. at first. We remote. And that's what I'm saying. So, like, the fact that when I'm listening, I'm like, y'all sound like me and Elgin. Yeah. And y'all, yeah. y'all just met. So, that's what okay, makes me sis. know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Shout out. Shout out. I know. I know. <laughs> what, what, what made you move abroad? I don't mean to ask you. Yeah, that's a good question. Because we had a friend that did that. We know why they did. Yes, I don't know and, why you did And it's an interesting question because I'm like, did I move? <laughs> that was that COVID thing. So, what part like, are you in? Say it again. Like, where are you at? Like, oh, so I'm in. Brown. So I'm in Mexico. So I initially went for a month. I was like, you know, and I have always traveled a lot. I went for a month, and then I was like, what am I going back to? Because my quality of life was so good, and all of my work was remote. And on top of that, there were, I mean, one Mexico, beautiful country. Um, there's many reasons to be there. I felt just so much more connect. I connected to nature. I would w- wake up every day and walk on the beach. Yeah. Yeah, I go to the, the mother. I go, I go to the motherland every year. I'm working on it. Un poquito. Oh, okay. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Those I, are the three words. I go. <laughs> I, I go to the motherland every year, and I feel that same way. I know why I come back. Yeah. But I definitely feel that way. Do you go a specific place, or you kind of check out. I, I jump around like like yeah. this year. I went to South Africa and Kenya. Oh wow! So like I switch it up, um, but I feel like that every time. Like what am I going back to? Mm-hmm. And I know for me, I, it would be hard for me to be there living like I'm living, and it's so like I gotta get my people right. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I got I got I got so many family members that like we're in the process of building something here that like we've seen the growth of it. That's the other thing podcasters. When you start seeing that growth, when you look at like, oh man, we just started with one mic. Now we got five mics. Yeah. Oh, we got white. Yeah. You know, when you start seeing that, it's a beautiful yeah, thing. When, you know, when your life changes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I can like, do this full time now. Which is why That's I asked thing. like, did I really move? Because one, I'm always back here. Mm. And that was the other thing is because I'm so used to traveling and I still live by a major, I'm like 30 minutes from a major airport, so I'm always back. 
But the other thing that kept me there longer than I expected is there is an incredible, thriving, very active, very fun black community. Mm. Talk about it. Talk about it. Permanent vacationers. We don't read about them. And I was unexpected. Like, I was expecting maybe, like, dozens, not hundreds. Oh, hundreds. Hundreds. Are, Are there more single or more married? It's a combination of both because not all the groups cross. Gotcha. So, like, there's retirees. So there's a lot of retirees. And I think that's probably how it started. Then with COVID, a lot of like digital nomads. Mm-hmm. And so there, and then there are a lot of families who some, you know, the parents have jobs that again, allow them to work remotely and the quality of life for their kids. And we were talking and there's just little things that come up. Like I meet women who have given birth in the U S and then had a child in Mexico mm. and their experiences are like night and day. That's what I'm talking about. And they're like, I would never go back. And that's you know, the propaganda, so. man. It'd be the pro- like I tell people, America is the best marketing machine, <laughs> the best marketing agency ever. Like literally, yeah. the, the shit that it's, gotta be. It's more complicated than that because I come back and my last two times back have been to Atlanta, uh-huh. and I'm like, there's no replicating black community experiences in the United States. Uh-huh. So it's like, you, it's yeah. kind of like, I, I don't know. I wonder if one day I'll ever be satisfied because when I'm here, I want to be there. When I'm there, there I want to be, be here. here. Yeah. Like it's, there's beauty in both places to be, to be sure. fair. So I think initially I might've been a it's, little bit hard. It's going to be wherever you get anchored at. Where that's you the find thing. that love and get anchored in. That's maybe, funny. maybe. Anchor? I don't know if we're those type of women though, but I feel like. Okay. Let's perhaps- use I statements. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're right. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> I don't think uh, I'm I, that kind of woman. Relational status? Right. Oh, single. Okay, okay. I identify as single. <laughs> Situation. You know what I mean? Okay, okay. Uh, un- unsingle. He, hey, look, we, we call her unsingle. Look, look, he, right. he ain't ready to move. <laughs> if that nigga moves, she won't be back here like that. Like, cause you know, you know, you know how hard it is to get black men passports. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Cut it out. Hey, now we had a couple, we had a conversation. Most real. black men first time spirit and traveling, they want woman set it up. Yeah. Really? They either yes. paid the money. Like, and they go out there and the woman wow. picked the what location, the yeah. hotel. You know how y'all do. Y'all we're talking read. about a real trip. We ain't talking about hopping in the car. Right. And, no, we talking about y'all read. Y'all yeah. read the reviews. Ask why? Because why because. else would we go? Really? Why would you not go? Because let me tell you, we don't get to do guys trips. For a couple, not love. For a couple, for a couple of reasons. One, most guys ain't good at organizing. So let's just be real. So 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 that's on our end. Yeah, it's, that's, the, that's the man's side. That's, that's yeah. our side. We ain't good at organizing or, you know, your money probably ain't right. That's right. one end. And I know this because I have planned now four bachelor parties in Vegas. Like, I'm the guy that goes. I'm the planner of my friends. Right. People know. You can tell, yeah. keep telling mm-hmm. you. If you want it done, call me. I'm going to give it. y'all a number that literally takes care of everything. And it's probably more than what it is. Because when the person like, I only got this. I'm like, that's all it was anyway. Right. So, like, I'm, I understand men's psychology around traveling. But the other side of it is, you know, that hangover white boy get to go on a trip all the time. The homeboys crazy. Dudes ain't getting to do that. Like we ain't getting to say, Oh, Oh, we in Columbia. I think think the biggest thing. Well, I actually want to hear your point too, but I think from what I heard, at least from some of my male friends is the fact that like, do it's hard to find a group of male friends like like minded male friends who all want to travel. I think that's the bigger thing is how and you can't are you guys, I think afford, because yeah, I can't, afford I can't, it, but also like how many? I think it's a very precious thing if you guys have literally a 
a guy group. But let me like, let me let me explain this though. Think about this. Are you right? Think about this. If you like, but the average person ain't traveling multiple times, right? Okay. So, is my woman really gonna let me do my annual guy trip if I ain't only if I've only taken her to <laughs> the the cabins? Nah, she gonna want a trip too. No, I'd be down. Just you, just not going to the DR. But outside of that, we can't go to DR. We can't go to DR. But we always let y'all go to Jamaica. Uh oh. <laughs> now I'm just going Ooh. to visit my grandma. <laughs> Any women that come on this pod, you miss a Jamaica. Answer. Look. Quick answer. Oh, a Jamaica. What's that? Where that? Oh, there you go. My mama there. Like, so many answers. I love it. I love it. I done seen what happened in Jamaica. I be in Jamaica looking like, okay. But, but it is, I think for men, that really is a two, so, two, twofold thing. Like, if you're in a relationship, it really is hard to go on a trip. If you haven't took her on a trip and y'all don't have that, and on the other side, just being men and growing up, like now being thirty five, it's, ha- it's happened. Yeah. Now at this age, it's like, bro, you don't got it. Definitely. You can't come. And it's funny because I had my little brother. He just started hitting that right. He wanted to go on his trip, and I told him, I said, bro, them two friends you got right there, you're gonna have to not include them on travel plans because they will not have it right now. Definitely. Don't have it. You got to go with these friends. Mm-hmm. He made the change. He was like, bro, we done been on two trips already Love because. It. <laughs> And it's nothing against those brothers, cause brother, cause see, it's a misconception that broke niggas don't know they don't deserve no pussy, right? Mm-hmm. It's a misconception that niggas don't know they broke. Niggas know when they broke. And they don't even, they're not offended when you like, oh, y'all going on a trip. It's only the ones that be entitled. That's right. like, oh, how y'all going to But most, a real man gonna know, you know what, let me get my bread They straight. don't want to go. Yeah. Right. And that's also the last reason why most men ain't going on trips. Cause they're like, you know what, unless I can go and have a good, good time, mm-hmm. I don't want to come back with bills. I've seen women go into debt on trips, like, and come back, or not even go into debt. I've dated women. <laughs> well, I, like, I was about to say, or right. go on dates, and all of a sudden, for this month, she can't take care of no dates this month. Right? What's up? Ain't no trying to plan this trip. So if you can't do both, mm-hmm. it's not, you know, most men they're not going to do a sacrificial, the sacrificial trip. Okay. You know that what I'm saying? Sense. They're that not. They want to have a good going time. On, going into debt on trips. You say you're not what? I'm not. I don't support that, but I do. I want people to travel. I want people. That's my dream. We mm-hmm. always talk about that on our podcast. Oh, yeah. Like, what's your dream for Black women? But my dream for Black people: rest, travel, yeah, for see sure. the world. There's just some thriving Black communities of Black expats, but also just Black people mm-hmm. that you didn't know were in places where they're like you knew, but you didn't really see you and experience see them. Mm-hmm. And I want to yeah. see it all. So, so I my- think I think stateside too, because for me, like I've been in Atlanta for two months. Like I just moved here, and I think y'all. Yeah. So y'all, y'all are now Atlanta. Y'all, y'all, are, y'all, are, y'all have hit the jackpot. I'm that guy. Spot. Okay. Okay. Now ask Darius now. I put Darius on. Right? Ask I'm him. gonna ask him. You right here? What you mean? You I'm, that guy? I'm, I'm just saying. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a guy. But I feel like every every black person I know was, especially right around the pandemic when we didn't have to be in the Bay for the tech jobs. Mm-hmm. They all moved to Atlanta or LA. Or LA. And I was Atlanta like, I don't want to be a cliche. Right. I don't want to be a part of that. I don't want to be a cliche, but I think here we are. No, oh, it's, it's lit. I did a whole thing. I called it a city girl tour. And I was literally traveling <laughs> different, <laughs> different, different states and trying to see where did I want to be. And it's funny. Atlanta was like on my list and then just 
how life works it ended up happening anyway but I was like came here and got busy I like that I like that I I like that because you know I'm a big advocate and and not just black women just people in general you got to live some life yes because my issue I've seen with a lot of well well, it's just like a lot of relationships it, it gets complicated because Either one person lived a lot of life and the other person, person didn't. Doesn't. None of y'all lived no life right. and there's no, but like you have to live some life, especially as black people, yeah. because man, if not, we're not going to be able to, you know, mend some of these relationships. Or like when you're in this relationship, it's not going to be as, you know, mm. equally yoked. So yes. that's it. <laughs> I, ain't a, I ain't gonna lie though. Like what's so crazy and much traveling I did, I would never leave Atlanta. Mm. Like if, and, and I've traveled. A lot. Yeah. I've traveled a lot. And for me, for me to leave Atlanta, you had to give me a real offer. Cause here I got, I can call the mayor. Mm. If I go to jail, especially if Atlanta the cab, I go to jail. Then I'm, I ain't even worried about it. Like, about let's it. not put that out there. No, I'm just saying, like, it's, I'm just saying it's that level of, I don't put that much work in in this yeah. city. Yeah. Like it is, I got everything yeah. I need and it's exactly. so much. This is the place where I want to build that wealth. And go. So to leave this mm-hmm. to me would be a slap in the face to all that's what we've done. Over. So that's the one thing I think about is like civic engagement and community building. And having moved around a bit, like actually before I went to the Bay, it was all New York. So it felt fine. Well, there was some stints in DC, like just being the kind of person that moves for work and different opportunities. Mm-hmm. I think I am getting to the place where it's like you do want to build roots. Just for what you said. Right. Like, not just having the resources to call people when you need it, but I also want to be that resource to people. Yeah. Right, you know? right, right. have that community. And just, like, for your kids, right? You want yes, you want your kids yes. to be able to, you know, oh, I know your dad. I'm going to take care of you. Mm-hmm. That, that, Let me ask you this. What, what has been the uh, most disappointing part of Atlanta? Like, you heard all this about Atlanta. You got here and you're like, the dating? That's not it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give you the hack on that too. Right, honestly, um, (laughs) it's still early, right? I'm still, I'm still pretty much classify myself as a tourist still, so I haven't been able to really like pinpoint the problem, the issue, if there is one. I'm like still just excited. How many days? Dating, dating is not. But I do think now I'm in a stage of my life where I'm looking for something serious. Like, I feel like I've always been that par- person, but like now even more so, like something stable, the roots, things of that nature. So I think dating for pe- pleasure or dating for purpose. Ooh, <laughs> right. <I know. laughs> He's been listening. He's been listening. He's tapped in. <laughs> I think, I think the purpose, like really trying to figure out the hardest part now is like community. And I think that's been my thing for a little bit, but like, it seems like there's such a thriving Atlanta community, but how do you really tap into yeah. that is more my thing. And it's, and it's yeah. hard. Cause I, I will tell you, your Atlanta experience is based off your relationship. That's it. It's like that way. Cause it's, you can meet somebody and they can open the world. Mm-hmm. Like they can take you to a tribe of people where you are locked in. Right. And then you can meet somebody and, because you got to realize Atlanta, this is the best analogy I can give. Atlanta's high school. Yes. Atlanta's high school. It's a, it's a lot of kids that transfer from other schools. Yeah, yeah. Then they say they was popular back at home. Them niggas were not fucking popular. They come in here to be cool. So it's like Atlanta is fucking high school, right? And you got to literally be true to who you are. Don't play ball Mm -hmm. if you're not a baller, right? You, (laughs) you need to be a thespian. (laughs) 
You know what I'm saying? Like, go fuck with the thespian. So, like, Atlanta, so right. Atlanta is like, if you just think about how you navigated high school or what you did right or what you did wrong, do that in Atlanta, you're going to win. It's fine. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's that's the hack. You, you yes. gave people the hack. Because Atlanta is very clickish. Yes. So, like, if you. That's what I've noticed. Is, mm-hmm. And, you know, and it depends, too, because you had to link up. That's why I ride with E so hard. Because he is plugged in, he's linked up. Me, I don't like motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really don't. Y'all cool. I tell. Like, yeah, see, I could, I'm glad you could tell because, like, y'all cool. But, like, in general, and then I have no problem calling people out and all that, too. So, like, yeah. that's why, but it's just like how I was in high school. You know what I'm saying? I only had about two or three tight friends. Like, everybody knew me. And you right. gonna know what I do, but my homies right here, like, I, I don't even need, who are y'all? Why, right. For what? You know what I'm saying? But, if y'all cool, I'll rock just right, as hard for y'all. And we will talk. Like, I will protect y'all. Yes, I love it. I think we were okay. like that. I think sure. we were like that at home. Like with me in school. Yeah. It was just I was just kind of my mom taught us to be that. You're from Atlanta, born and raised. From Georgia. Georgia. Monroe, okay. Georgia. I'm a country boy to the city love. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, all from the faith based community. But it's like on the politic community, on the grassroots activist community, the business community, then there's the content creator at like there's so many communities to plug in yes. and I can show you where they hang. I'm like, oh, this is the spot they go to. Like the, yes. before COVID, the cuckoo room on Tuesday, that's where you go in there. And you, you literally, uh, it's like the low key, uh, Atlanta celebrity spot. That's where they're going to be. It's kind of where apartment 4B is on Sundays. Yeah. Apartment. See, apartment 4B on Sunday, it's a speakeasy. If you don't have a password, you can't get, can't get in. Go. But then if you say the password and the security don't know you, they're going to be like, show me the text. And if the text oh. didn't come from the main person, you ain't getting in. Okay. So it's Wait, like, okay, so, so you got to show me the business community and the content creators community. Hey, that's, that's my vibes. <laughs> you know what's funny you're saying that is my view of Atlanta, you said like, where have you been disappointed? It's actually been the opposite where there are things that I thought about Atlanta and I feel like naive for saying this. You're almost like you believe what you see mm. and oh, yeah. here. And I'm it's like, smoke oh, mirrors. well, I thought it was going to be like super, I don't know. I thought of Atlanta the way I thought of LA and I've actually, every gotcha. moment I've been here pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I've, it's I've a lot more real. Minute. It's a lot more real people yeah. here than LA. Like LA, you can see the fakeness like in and, and Atlanta, because you know, in Atlanta, you'll see T.I. in the mall and not say shit to him. Cause nigga, I'm popping. Yeah. Like you know, <laughs> you'll, you'll give him a head nod and, and like, I'm going to keep it moving. Like I'm right. not going to, ah. see, it's that's, not, that's the different in LA. Like, you know, you're not VIP. Right. You know, you can't go and ever Leonardo to catch you. Like, 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 because in LA, they had a party at the house, right? Yes. In Atlanta, we all feel like we should be VIP. And that's why we got so many sections. That's why we're going to be right next to, and we got the same amount of money. Like, I see you. If I'm here, you're here. We the same. Yeah. Like in Atlanta, if you here and I'm here, we the same. That's one thing I really love about here is just like the amount of black wealth. You know, usually you don't see that in a lot of cities. Like you kind of, you know, they exist and you know, they're out there, but the number that's here and the way they move, the way y'all move, I should say, is very much that of like a regular citizen still grinding, but it's like, no, you got it. Got that's it. what I mean. No it's like, it's been it. like more low key than I expected. Oh, yeah. uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Like low key, but not at the same time, because you go to some of these malls and you're like, okay, why is all the size and Balenciaga's out? Why is this out? Why is that? And everyone is just rocking like opulence. Every day when they feel, the but you would you. I think what you mean too low key. You're surprised that you can come here and be low key and still be successful because you because yeah. you also think like you have to be out and nah. If you rock with the right people and you do what you do right, Atlanta will be good to you. Still, you know what I'm saying? So that's good. Yeah, for sure. that's good. Ladies, 
I got so many more questions, but I feel like it's that time. Oh yeah, oh, we oh, we potted today. Yeah, we potted today. Like, if I if I will t- tell you how long we get done, but we can, potted. Today. Can right. we can we commit to a part two? You know, of course, I would love that. that for sure. Yeah, if we yeah. can do that, I will end it here because because <laughs> we could go so deep on so many things. But I just want to just uh encourage you, ladies, and one thank y'all for creating the space y'all created for sisters a healthy space. Not only what y'all said was a protective space for uh, women. Is an educational space for me. For sure. Like, for sure. We, we went back and listened and we, and we, I mean, we did our homework. For sure. And we did our homework. So, and I, and I love the conversation. Like, it wasn't surface at all. It was like, some accountability in there too. Like, girl, what you mean? It, it was good. It was and y'all good. helped us. Yeah. So one, just know, although you created for women, it is of impact to men. And we feel like we try to do that for men. Right. We say we create content for men. And you know what I'm saying? And we respect our sisters. So, uh, thank y'all so much. Can y'all want to give y'all handles, how people can follow y'all, support y'all? Absolutely. So you can find us on social, both of us. Um, I'm at ty.mccray. So T Y I dot M C C R A Y. You can, I post about the podcast a lot. I post about my travels. So thanks for connecting. And if you listen to the podcast, best thing you can do is leave us a review. That would be so helpful. Yes. We know that. We review all the things. We also now started a joint um, Instagram page for our podcast. So that's at Monuments to Me. Just go ahead and like us. We're, we're grassroots when it comes to social. So definitely, <laughs> definitely help us out there. Personally, you can find me on all channels. That's mainly Instagram, YouTube, and starting this whole TikTok thing. Um, at hey. Akila Friend. That's A-K-I-L-A-H-F-F-R-I-E-N-D. In addition to the posting about the podcast and as he mentioned black girl stuff i also talk about self-care wellness you know and just overall just a fashionable lifestyle just really i'm all about building my best life and style and just you know want y'all to do it with us (laughs) and you know i just want to tell all the brothers man out here as we are living our life Mm -hmm. make sure we listen Mm -hmm. make sure we love Mm -hmm. make sure we protect and respect our black women. We say it every week. We love y'all. We need y'all. But most importantly, we can't wait to see y'all next week. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Jess Elders Podcast. City with T.I. Outcast. Ooh, Everybody know about Atlanta. It's just a Gucci. Everybody know about the scammers, about the trappers. I'm gonna be living now. It's just that lifestyle. Turn on my podcast. I'm trying to hit it real now. Hear perspective. We gonna keep it real now. Every day we on the grind. Sometimes it's hard to tune out the outside. Oh, oh, It's just Eldridge. It's just Eldridge. Tune in on the podcast. Tune in on the podcast. Yeah, real things. You know we gon' lie.